The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. So excited for today's guest coming from the world of virtual assistants and hoping practices grow in that area. Beth Lachance, say hello to everyone. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Patrick. I appreciate it. Yeah, glad to have you here. Excited for today's conversation. We're gonna kind of we're gonna get to the details of what you do and how you help practice owners. But let's kind of start first. How'd you get in medical dental? How'd you start helping people with virtual assistants in this specific niche? Yeah, interesting story. So I came from the medical field before I got into virtual assistant services and when I dove in, it was in the real estate market. Actually, we were offering virtual assistance to real estate entrepreneurs. And we had two dentists that had dental practices, but were utilizing VAs for their, for their real estate businesses that they had on the side. And one of the practices, one of the visit, one of the dentists actually ended up bringing in one of the VAs to work directly in his dental practice. And like, it, it just, I, something clicked in me and I knew instantly, I'm like, this is something I need to be doing since I came from the medical field. That was my entire background. I need to be offering medical virtual assistance. And it just, I just took it from there. Yep. So here you are. So it's interesting how many people kind of find their way in through necessity, right? Someone needs the services that you offer and, and here you are and yeah. the niche works well. So I'm somewhat familiar with the VA world, the virtual assistant world. Kind of tell me some of the problems that dentists have that virtual assistants can help with. Sure. Yeah. So most dental practices are extraordinarily busy at the front desk. So that's one area that we're really helping with doing that phone triage, taking in new patient calls, doing full new patient intakes, you know, getting all their medical history, putting it directly into the EMR, EHR, and beyond, handling patient appointments, calling to confirm appointments, so on and so forth. So everything and everything, that front desk related to phone and phone triage or taking in calls, we're doing all of that. That tends to be the more of what dental practices are, are in desperate need of. Then there's some of the back office stuff that also needs to get done. So especially in the, the you know collections department, right? Making sure that we're handling any overdue invoices, whether it's through medical, through you know, through you know, dental insurances that patients have, or directly through you know, going directly to patients if they if they owe any any back anything from the back end, right? So sure. we're handling everything and anything from front to back, but mostly dental practices are asking us for that front desk that virtual receptionist and or helping in the back, making sure that we're getting collections. So those are some of the common uses, I think, that we see other companies that are advertising and what have you. What are some of the less common uses? I, I think I saw that you had written a book, I think it was a hundred or a thousand ways or tasks that virtual assistants can do. What are some of the tasks that you might not think about on a day-to-day -day basis that take up a lot of time that people yeah. can do? Facts review. Fax review is probably one of the biggest for medical practices across the board, not just dental, but but medical practices across the board. It is extraordinarily time consuming for them for the practice, for anyone in the practice to handle the, those faxes that are coming in. One of the other tasks that you don't even think of, but just the direct data entry into the EMR, EHR that has to happen, working directly with a practitioner. Mm -hmm. Everything and anything that happens with patient care from when they walk into the door and they exit, 
there's a lot of administrative work that needs to happen around that patient. Virtual assistants can almost do everything within, within the realm of the administrative piece around those patients. So there's so many different ways to be able to utilize medical virtual assistants in practices. It's just, it's, it's, it's endless. So if you were to follow a particular person in your practice that works in your, in your medical practice and you follow them and, and job shadow them for the day, a lot of what they do is administrative tasks that could very, very easily be delegated to an, a, a medical virtual assistant. Sure. I see VAs as a way to actually increase the wages inside of practices while lowering your overall labor cost. So mm -hmm. in other words, you talk about that front desk. If you normally have two or three people at your front desk, maybe now you only need one or two as opposed to two or three, right? So you, you can have one less person because virtual assistants are oftentimes less expensive. That means you can increase the wages or the benefits or the time off what have you of your, your staff, right? Keep them happier, give them some much needed help. That's one way there's, I'm going to kind of take this on what's going to kind of seem a little bit of a negative road here a little bit. The majority of the majority of people that I know that use virtual assistants in their practices have a tremendous amount of success. I do yeah. know some people who have had no success, but they usually only try it one time. Right? Mm -hmm. So I look at it as in the U S you probably hired in, let's say in the dental world, a dental assistant who worked out and you didn't go, Hey, I'm not hiring any more us based dental assistants because I hired one, they were awful and it didn't work. Right. That happens a lot in the virtual assistant world, right? Someone tries one person, it doesn't work out so well. Usually it's because you don't have the SOPs for them in my opinion, but it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work out. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, this is horrible. What do you say to that person? How do you kind of overcome that objection to give this another try? Yeah, I, I love that you brought up those scenarios because that that you were absolutely dead on correct on how that goes. Well, one of the differentiating, differentiating factors of how we work at Reva Global Medical that has been a huge success for practices that have either never utilized virtual assistants or for practices that have and didn't have success with it is we have a client service manager that's responsible for the day-to-day -day operations of the VA and making sure, or VAs, if there's multiple, and making sure that that relationship goes really well. So there's, you know, there, there's an additional, there's additional support structure that's in place here at Reva Global Medical to make sure that number one, the VAs, the work that's being delegated to the VAs is clear, it's consistent, there's KPIs affiliated with them so that we can track closely and make sure that the VA's day is very full it's a fulfilling role. They're get, they're really getting, you know, getting the work that they need to get done, done. But also on the flip side, what if there's not enough work? If there's not enough being delegated, that's also something the client service manager can immediately pick up on, go back to the practice, practice manager, or the, 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 you know, the primary person that's our, that's our, our, our point person in the practice and let them know, Hey, this particular VA or group of VAs isn't quite busy enough. What, what other things can we take off your plate or take off the dental assistance plate to assign to the virtual assistant? So that really is, has been a game changer for practices that have either never hired a virtual assistant before or have hired virtual assistants before, and it didn't work for their practice. Sure. Let's talk a little bit about HIPAA. Sure. And any issues and compliance issues there. That's a, that's another common, I don't want to call it a myth because I kind of dumped it down a little too much, but we'll, we'll stick with it. We'll go with myth. There's a myth that, Hey, it's not HIPAA compliant. This doesn't work, et cetera. What do you, what, what's your response to that? Yeah, no, absolutely. There, there is a way to not only make it HIPAA compliant, but it, it wouldn't be any different than you hiring somebody in your medical practice. And then they get to, uh, the opportunity to work from home a couple of days a week. Right. right. Or 
they're doing a half day in the office and then they're taking the work home on the weekend. So it, it really isn't any different. All the, the same risks are there. But we do have some, you know, some stops in place to, to ensure that we're protecting the patients and we're, we're protecting the, the practices. So we have, number one, we're HIPAA certified. So every single virtual assistant that comes through our doors is goes, goes through HIPAA certification. So we know that they've got that basic training, right? And they've got that certification. Then beyond that, we have a full IT team that does HIPAA audits on the VA's computers. So they're actually logging into their computers. They're making sure that they're having the malware that we expect, all the password protections that we expect. The computers go into idle mode. Their computers are only used for work only. And then beyond that, they're actually doing a system sweep to ensure there's no downloaded or patient information being kept or stored on their computer. So sure. we're even taking it a step further than what a particular medical practice would do for staffing that would be able to take their work home for example. Yeah. So I, I feel very confident being able to walk into a meeting or having this discussion with a practice that's very concerned about HIPAA and protecting PHI. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit your business specifically. Actually, I'm going to get to yeah. that in, in a minute. I don't know if you offer this service or not. I'm sure that this is something that you could put together for people. The best use right now in my industry and in my side of this business and the marketing side of this is using virtual assistants to follow up with your website leads, people who requested information and never booked, people who called and didn't book, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up them, use them for patient recall. If you have patients that haven't been in your practice for a year or two years, these people can help you with that as well. It, it's huge. So the average, I think in sales, they say you need to contact someone six or seven or eight times or something like that. Yep, seven um, times. <laughs> sometimes most dental practices will call once and they'll leave a message. And the reason why they leave a message is because nobody picks up the phone on the first time. So they leave a message and it's done. Right? You might've spent 50 or hundred dollars to get that person to call your business. They might be wanting to spend 20 or $30,000 in your business and you call them one time. So virtual assistant really cost-effective way to stop that, to put an end to that. So tell me a little bit about, just a, a little bit about your business. Uh, sure. And then well, I'm going to ask you, you know, if you're looking at going into using a, a virtual assistant, if you haven't tried this and you want to, or if you're doing it now, but maybe not having the level of success that you want to have with it and, and you want to look at other companies, I'm going to ask you, what do you look at? How do you check out a company and make sure they're a good fit? But, but first, tell me about Reva, Reva Global. Yeah. So Reva Global Medical, we are, we are a mid-sized company at this point. We are... Our headquarters, you know, world headquarters here in the United States in Connecticut, but everyone that works at Riva Global Medical works out of the Philippines. Everyone has a bachelor's degree. We have an we have an incredible team of of support structure that manages and ha and helps out obviously with overseeing each virtual assistant that's that's placed with a client, placed with a medical practice and or hospital and or dental practice, and so how we are different and what makes us different. And I think that's a really important thing that people need to know going into possibly hiring a medical virtual assistant is what do different off companies offer? Not everybody offers the same thing. Not every, not every medical virtual assistant company is the same and functions the same way. How we are different. And one of the things that need that, that needs to be calculated as part of it is that management piece that I already talked about, that client right. service manager role. I cannot explain to you just how and express how important that 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 management piece is to making sure that it goes well and it goes and it continues to go well. 
And that has been a deal breaker and a, and a, and a, and a, and a, a big change for us in terms of clients that have come from our competitors that have come over that have still had VAs with other companies and they've decided to try us, right? And start with us. Their feedback has been incredible on, wow, we, they cannot believe what a big factor and what a big difference that is. So as part of our services, that's, that's what, that's what you get. So what are some of the things that you should look for? when you're, you're a medical practice and you're looking to potentially add virtual assistants on and you're going to reach out to several companies and have meetings. Number one, I, I would absolutely, one of the very first things that I would talk to them about is HIPAA, of course. What are the back-end processes? How do they handle and manage to make sure that, that they're HIPAA compliant, make sure that there's consistent checks on the VAs to ensure that they're not downloading and keeping and housing patient information on their computers, so on and so forth. So I, I would dive deep into that. That would be number one. Number two, ask who's managing the VAs. Obviously, obviously when you have a virtual assistant or virtual assistants that are working with a medical practice, there is, there is management that has to happen from the medical practice. We're part of your team, right? Sure. But is there any additional support from the company that you're hiring the VA from? Is the VA solely ours and just reporting into us? What happens if the VA is going to be tardy? Who is notifying me? What happens if the VA needs to go on vacation? All of those sorts of things. So finding out some of those details and, okay, once you find us a great VA and you hand them off to us and we're paying you as a company, are there any additional, are there any additional services or parts of support that we can depend on, you know, on that service for, or is it just you're handing us a VA? And, and that's important to know because then you're looking at the very big difference between you're hiring a VA that then becomes obviously part of your team, but it's like another employee, right? That's exactly what it ends up being like. If you use a company like ours, where we have an, ent an entire support structure around that VA, you're not handling vacation time. You're not handling, you know, any, any grievances or any issues with HR. We sure. are, we have a whole HR team that's handling all of that and, and doing HR hearings as needed and handling the absences or tardinesses as needed. So those are big factors that I would make sure that you're asking about to kind of get, get through those conversations. Makes sense. Beth, I want to give the audience the website one more time. It's rebaglobalmedical.com. Yep. It'll be on our social media. It'll be on our site as well. Beth, thanks for sharing with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm so glad. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it and would love to, would love to, any, any of your listeners, they can go right to our website and there's a place to click to create a, you know, go right into our calendar to set up a Calendly appointment to do a strategy session, to have a meeting with one of our onboarding specialists. Awesome. Thanks so much. Great. Thank you.